Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and hello, everyone, and welcome to the Miss Reason Show this evening. I'm your host, Miss Reason, or Marie, and we have just Jay. Hey, Jay. Hey, lady. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I have had a very interesting and long day. Yeah, I know. I know with the um, with the books you've been reading lately. Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, it's very interesting. You know, when you when you read a book, you you kind of connect with the author, and I feel drained from meeting all these characters and such. <laughs> I still dream. Well, it can like be a I've little overwhelming at, at times. So, um, other than that, your day was pretty good? Oh, yeah. It was pretty good. Spent time with the cubs, the kiddos, and did some cooking. So, it was pretty good. Okay. Well, I've been editing all day, so I, I totally understand about the books. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, um, we have another great show. We have been on a roll with all these wonderful shows. We've been having all these wonderful guests come on. And tonight we have Brian Harrington. Um, welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. Thanks for calling in. No problem. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being a guest on the show. Um, we're very happy to have you here, and we're very interested to get to know more about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, first I want to say uh, you just told me you've been doing the show for 10 years. I think that's um, awesome. I really just want to applaud, you know, you and your audience. I think uh, I think independent media is a really big, um, big thing that's really important, whether it's movies or podcasts, uh, TV, anything. So I think it's really cool that um, you're so consistent and have been at it for so long. Um, yeah, me, I'm an oh, independent you. film producer. Yeah, an independent film producer. Um, I also do a little bit of marketing consulting and, um, yeah, teaching people how to do kind of personal branding and, yeah. And personal branding. Oh, cool. So an independent film producer. So you make the films or you help other other people write the films and you produce them? Yeah, so um, I'm involved all the way from financing the film to shooting and um, making the film, getting all the actors there, getting all the locations, doing all the logistics about the film, all the way through, you know, getting the distribution meetings and um, making sure that pe- folks can uh, find it. So all, all oh, stages. Oh, cool. Okay, all stages. That must That's keep cool. you busy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a project. <laughs> it must be. I, I'm oh. sure it's very fulfilling, though, right? You know, you get to see it right from the beginning instead of, you know, uh, when you only play one role, you you know, you get to see your portion, and then, you you know, you got to see the film at the end to see where everybody else connected. Right. Right, exactly. Well, and it kind of, because it takes so long to go from, you know, the very first stages of it to the point when people start to see it, I'm sure when you're only involved in one stage, you kind of get confused and like, well, what happened? Is it even coming out? What happened? Where, when am I going to be? And so to be involved in each stage, you kind of, 
you're able to grow with the project, yeah, and then it's really cool to watch it kind of uh, come out. Okay, that's cool. So I have a question. What is an um, a political operative? What is that? Yeah, so that's kind of the other world I live in. I help on um, political campaigns. So it's kind of just, a, oh. you know, I'm out there knocking on doors, making phone calls, and um, helping other people organize, too. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, so, I, mm-hmm. okay, so you're on a campaign. You'd be on a campaign trail, basically. Yeah, okay. yeah. And what I like about that world, too, is that, you know, it's um, – it's freelance work, so I'm able to just kind of still work for myself. And um, campaigns come every two years, so then on the off years, I'm able to, you know, work back on movies like I like to do too. Oh, that's great. Okay. So what? Yeah. What that's type great. of campaign? What type of people do you campaign for? Is it local government? Is it national government? What what? What yeah. type of campaign? Uh, all levels. So I live in um, I live in San Diego, California, and I've worked in mm-hmm. you know Orange County. Uh, mayor's races, county supervisor races. I've worked for a couple of congressmen. Um, yeah, all all levels. Oh, cool. That's awesome. So how mm-hmm. long have you been doing that? Um, three years. Yeah, my first campaign was um, starting right at the end of, um, well, two two years, I guess. Yeah, my first cycle was in 2014. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um, you're also um, not only a film producer, but you're an actor as well. So I see that you worked. You were in Crowning Jewels in 2017. Yeah. So the two films I helped produce were Rodeo Girl and Crowning Jewels. I can tell you more about uh-huh. those. And then um, as an actor, I appeared in the Discovery Show Sacred Steel Bikes last year, and then um, okay. a couple other smaller commercials. So yeah, that all. But I was a and you wanted to talk about I was a producer first, and that actually kind of opened up the acting opportunities for me, which is I feel like I kind of – I never really considered my, that, me that much of a, like, creative-type person. I wasn't an artist. I can't draw. I didn't think I would ever work on movies. You know, in high school, I, I wanted to work at a bank. Like, I just was wanted the most normal cubicle job I could have. Um, but then – so then when the producing opportunities came up, I realized that kind of – I always thought producing was this big, sexy word that you would sit in a tower in Santa Monica and look over all these films and have to know scripts and all this stuff. But then I realized, no, producing a film is just the logistics of getting everything there is together, getting the money together, getting the actors together, you know, managing the projects. It's just project management. Um, And then so when you really realize that that's all producing is – and it's, it's incredible being the person that's, like, making the choices of which actors are making it into the movie. And so kind of after I saw the back end of really how that happens, I thought, you know, I can be an actor too. So I um, I took one semester of acting class and then just tried to kind of get some momentum by going to some auditions. Okay. So how did that work out? Like, um, when you went to your first audition, um, first, were you nervous? Oh, totally. Yeah, definitely. Because, yeah, it's you think it's like this big creative thing, like they're going to judge you and all this stuff, and you're sitting in a room with all these people that have kind of trained and are big Hollywood actors, you think. Um, but after you do it a couple of times, you realize they're just, they're just normal people like you just sitting there. You know, they're going to go in and look in the right direction and say the words right. 
right. Okay. Um, well, I asked the, that that confidence question because, you know, in order to just say, okay, I took this one semester, I'm just going to start auditioning. You, you know, you have to be a pretty confident guy. But, because, totally. um, you know, I, I've known people that want to be active and they take classes for, like, for decades. Mm-hmm. And every, you know, every audition, they're still, like, you know, kind of nervous. So, I think right, I think right. that's pretty cool that you that you were so confident, so you know, so right. quick. Well, um, and nothing, and nothing against the the guys and gals that sit in the acting classes and do, you know, really focus on the craft, really focus on their craft. That's important too. But what I think, but what I think that I've noticed is that when you sit in the classes, they're teaching you kind of how to do these really in depth scenes with all these lines and all this intricate action, showing emotion and you know, crying or. Um, just this really kind of like dramatic, hard thing. And when you first break into it, your first roles are only going to be one or two words. Like the very first two words I ever said on camera were, I'm homeless. Like as funny as that (laughs) is, like that's nothing to like write home about and like tell your parents like, hey, like, hey, mom, dad, I made it. Like I'm playing the homeless guy on TV, you know. (laughs) What I've experienced is that even just getting a little bit of momentum kind of makes – makes the whole journey more exciting. And then I have that much more kind of personal of momentum to go and too. sit. Yeah, go sit in the classes, you know, and learn and figure out, okay, what's the next step? Like, what do I need to learn next? Right, that's true. You know, um, you'll get more excited to, to move to the next level because you have already gotten, you know, your foot in the door. That's true. So um, with all the hats that you wear, you know, all of the roles that you play, which one have you been doing? Which one did you do first? Like, were you an actor first? Were you a producer first? Um, The first political campaign I worked on took me away from my job at the bank. And then six months later, I was hired in my first movie. So it was it was weird. It kind of they both like happened almost at the exact same time. And how long ago was that? That was back in right at the beginning of uh, 2013. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you know, like you're one of the lucky ones because I know some people, they never, I think people that don't take as many, you know, chances or take the leap of faith as soon, sometimes it's hard for them to find, you know, they're, they're aspiring actors and actresses forever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so being an entrepreneur, just how do you feel about being an entrepreneur? Like, is that you? I know you said you worked at the bank, but now you're an entrepreneur. Was that a, a big leap for you? Yeah, yeah, it was. But and I think we started to touch on it a little bit. That I think to me, all entrepreneur means is risk taking. Like you're taking the risk of whether you're going to succeed or fail, the financial risk, the you know emotional risk into your own hands, and kind of deciding. No, I'm going to make this decision, and I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I know either way, succeed, it'll be awesome. Fail, you have something to fall back onto. Um, I'm a big listener of uh, Tim Ferriss. I love his podcast. Um, you know, that's why I was excited to jump on here and, you know, do the same thing with you guys today and just break down, you know, what does it take to really – I feel like just all of your episodes revolve around what does it take to – you know, create the actual life of your dreams. Like you talk to all these cool entrepreneurs, all these cool authors, how you were telling me about, and each one of them can give you a little small insight on, you know, how they made what they made possible. 
We we are like both of us are entrepreneurs, and you know we we are behind, you know, um, people taking that step to work for themselves. So we actually have done shows that, you know, include financial health and emotional and um, mental health, and you know, like we're, I, I think that it's very hard for people nowadays to be happy in a nine to five unless it's something they really love, and that's totally. that's not that's not a, a good percentage anymore, you know. Right, right. I agree with you. Yeah, so we we try to cover all aspects of being an entrepreneur um, with the overall health of the person and leading up to them actually going out and taking those leaps and then, you know, trying to help them prevent some of the pitfalls that come with being an entrepreneur. Um, we have people on the show that has been there, done that, um, mm-hmm. and can give them some, you know, guidance and some point, some pointers and you know, show them, hey, this is how I did it, and this is what I avoided, or this is what happened and how I got through it. So I think that works for our listening audience. Um, we have a pretty big um, listening audience. We are global, actually. So um, we have listeners in, like, Russia and Africa now. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think, so, I think too, um, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm done. I was going to say, I think that, you know, we, we make a lot of connections and um, we do a lot of networking here and we, you know, we introduce people to, you know, like, let's say you were writing a book and, you know, we would introduce you to maybe a graphic designer or, you know, Marie's an editor. So, you know, we, mm-hmm. we would set set people up with the, with the people that we know that have what they need, you know what I'm right. saying? In order, right. you know, in order to get to the next level and, of course, we invite people to come back when they've moved to the next level, when they're doing something new, you know, to showcase and, um, you know, like broadcast their progress. Right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, so what do you have coming up next? Like, what are you working on now? Yeah. So um, my film, Rodeo Girl, was shot in Lowell, Michigan, uh, on a ranch mm-hmm. in right outside of Grand Rapids in Lowell. And it's about – it's a family-friendly story about a girl and her dad and uh, a horse. So she transitions from being an English-style rider, barrel racer, and it's just kind of a good, like, overcoming adversity story about um, her. And that stars local um, Michigan actress Sophie Bolin. And then it stars um, Hollywood actor Kevin Sorbo, who he – a lot of people know him. He used to be Hercules on TV back in the day. And then his – biggest most recent movie was um god's not dead so he plays the dad and we shot that we shot that and then he and then that film is available right now on netflix okay Mm -hmm. so it's on netflix Mm -hmm. rodeo girl with kevin sorba rodeo girls on netflix okay so what role did you play in crowning jewels yeah and then crowning jewels was our second one that we filmed right on the border of Indiana and Michigan, some of the scenes were in South Bend, Indiana, and some of the scenes were in Niles, um, Niles, Michigan. And I played, I just had a really small cameo in it of a carnival worker. Um, But this film is about two twin girls, and they kind of go on this road trip, and they learn how to love each other. It's a good, another kind of just teenage, young adult, um, kid-friendly adventure story. And this was shot with um, Michigan actor. Um, twin twins, Jacqueline and Elizabeth uh, Labity, and they're from Farmington. And then 
Yeah, and anyone from anyone from Michigan, Indiana, they might start to recognize some of the scenes we shot at a, um, one of the local fairs. And then the Hollywood actors from this, we have um, Kevin Farley, Kristen, Christy Swanson, and Kenton Beauty. And, yeah, so that one's pretty cool. And this one, we're in the final stages of um, sound editing for it right now. So we should have a release date um, sometime next year. And we might even have a premiere somewhere in Michigan. So, yeah, that would be really cool. Oh, that would be cool. Well, I stay yeah. in um, I stay in a city called Clinton, Michigan. And um, I know where Grand Rapids is, though. That's about maybe an hour, 45, maybe two hours away from me. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah. So I know exactly where that is. Mm-hmm. So that's cool that you were here in Michigan. What Was the weather good or was you here when it's cold? Uh, I loved it, and I've I've done all three. I've I spent two summers in bled into um, the first time I came to Michigan. It was like October, so that was pretty cold, light dusting of snow on the ground. And then I came back in the summer, and I saw it. Um, so I've seen I've seen all the different uh, all the different weather, but I love it. Right, yeah, because we have all four seasons here. So it right. seems like it's usually cold most of the time. It usually feels like it's cold. Our summers are very short. And um, I didn't get used to the southern weather from living in twenty in uh, Tennessee for 25 years. So I'm used oh, to nice. it being warm. So I had to get right. back used to it being cold. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, we have right. it's kind of different. But right. um, Michigan is a great place to be, depending on where you're at. It's a great city. Great has some great cities. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so um, do you have any political things that you're working on now, or that you will be working um, on? Not at the moment. This year, I'm just kind of, um, you know, 2016 was just an, an awesome year as far as media went. We got Rodeo Girl on Netflix, and so I'm kind of just at the beginning of 2017. You know, checking my options and seeing what's available. So I'd love to do another movie. I'm, you know, still hitting auditions. I filmed a short, um, just a couple funny things on YouTube to start off the year. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited to see where the year takes me. Okay, I, I know while I was going through your information uh, on your website, it looks like do you do stand up as well? Yeah, I've done a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought you looked like you were doing stand-up. I'm like, he does stand-up as well. Okay. So are you funny? How long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, I kind of just do it intermittently. My uh, my my main joke right now is I talk about my, uh, my high school basketball teacher. I was on the high school basketball team, and he would really try and mentor us and say, hey, everyone on the team, you know, everyone on the team has their role. Uh, you may be a shooting guard, a passing guard, or the center, but it's really important. Like, everyone has their role all the way down to the people in the practice squad. And I got really excited about that. Walked up to coach after mm-hmm. practice. Coach, coach, like, what's what's my role on the team? Like, why why am I on the team? My coach looked at me and he said, you're here to raise the average GPA of the team. <laughs> <laughs> that, so that's kind of my main joke right now. I was kind of a nerd in high school. Um Right. Yeah, I was thankful <laughs> to be on the team. One. You were there to raise the GPA. <laughs> <laughs> but you were on the team, one. though, so you still right. had a role. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, my question, um, like, you have, like, such a wide variety of things that you do. 
what is your favorite? Like if you could do one full time all the time and be successful at it and make a lot of money at it, you know, whatever your motivation is for doing the job, what right. would you do? Like if you had to pick only one. Right. Um, well, maybe this is a, maybe this is a cop out. You can tell me, but I think that's why I love personal branding so much, which I brought up at the beginning is that whether you're in entertainment or whether you're in politics or whatever industry you're in, if you just kind of realize that, you know, your name is the product, like whether you're going to go release a podcast or write a book or run for office or make a movie or be an actor, like your name is the product. So the more you can just kind of enjoy who you are, you know, and build your website and build your brand in networking, like that's what, then it doesn't really matter what specific industry you're in. So that's what I would say is that I just really enjoy waking up every day, you know, and seeing who I can meet, seeing who I can impact, you know, and all doing it within, you know, the sphere of Brian Harrington. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's, that's awesome. That's exactly how I feel, you know, like I'm still in the beginning of choosing the things that I want to do. Um, I'm an author um, first, and then I'm a publisher, then I'm a typist, mm-hmm. and um, I'm trying to get into writing um, short films. Writing, uh, right. Uh, um, hopefully that's going to start um, next month. But, you know, I just want, like, you know, I tell Marie all the time, I just want it to be known for doing different things. I never want it to be right. categorized, you know. Right. Well, and it seems like you're already doing that. Like, so in the author space, you know, it's the publishers that hold the power. It's the publishers that hold, you know, the money and the contacts and the ability to distribute the books to the Barnes and Noble to the Amazon or however it works. And so the authors are really at the mercy of the publishers. So I think it's exactly perfect that you understand both worlds. And I think that, I think we're going to continue to see that as an increase. Like I really believe that kind of, I think, you know, I think church denominations are starting to lose power. I think political parties are starting to lose power. I think producers and actors are starting to become the same person. I think authors and publishers are starting to become the same person. Like you even releasing this podcast, like you're releasing your own media and building your own worldwide brand. Like I think I think that's only just going to continue to be more and more so. Well, I agree. Yeah. I agree. We are seeing, a, like, you know, I know a lot of um, authors that have become pu- publishers just in, in the last year. I know at least seven or eight. And, um, you know, I do agree. And, um, you know, we had it. We had a cinephot. A, a, what was it? I just want to call him an, an um, entrepreneur because he did several things like you um, mm-hmm. in the filming world. And, you know, he was telling us how, you know, there are a lot of people that do a lot of different positions, you know, in his network. So I, I right. think you're right about that. I think people are, you know, if they don't know how to do certain positions, they're learning in order to expand their own brands. Uh, I'm really right. excited about, you know, people wanting to um, become entrepreneurs. You know, um, a couple of decades ago, the, the best thing you could do was get a job. Right. You know, right. and I, I'm I'm very happy to be part of a generation where that's not, that's not what you, what we're settling for anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people are taking more taking charge now. It's like I want to know more uh, the aspects of everything that I'm involved in. I think that's what has a lot to do with it as well. Um, actors are being, you know, be wanting to be behind the the camera now. Like Denzel, for instance, he uh, he's the actor in Fences and the director. So. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's commendable that he wants to do both. He want, you know what I'm saying? He didn't produce. He's not mainly the producer, but he's the actor and the director. So right. taking that charge is, you know, a great thing that I think more people I want to do. They wanted to know all aspects of what they're involved in, so they can have more control. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely that. Because I know with this show, I do try to use this brand to reach out. I use it as network for networking. Um, we also use it to to grow as you know as individuals with our own brands. So mm-hmm. that this show helps a lot with that. Yeah. So. Um, Jay, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. um, my question was, what, um, like, I, I was asking before, like, um, do, like, are you more happy about being an actor or a producer? Like, I know you like to do both, but um, is there one that you like better than the other, or everything is equal? Right. Uh, no, I'm definitely definitely like the producing more, and definitely have a little bit more kind of steam on the producing side because cause I did come from the business background, the logistics background, so that part definitely is more natural to me, you know, and I I like the art of bringing all the people together, of making the locations and the budget and everything about the movie kind of fit together. Um, yeah, definitely definitely like that part of it. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I really couldn't, I'm more of a behind the, behind the scenes type of person. Um, even with my writing, um, I, I would prefer to, to be behind the scenes and not really do a whole lot of, you know, stepping into the spotlight and everything. So I would never do acting ever, <laughs> ever, ever in life, but I do, you know, I commend people that, that do that. I'm just, mm-hmm. I would do acting. I, I'm not really shy, but I'm, you know, like. I don't like the attention, you know, with actors and celebrities and stuff, you can't even sneeze without several rumors <laughs> coming out that you're dying tomorrow. Right. You know? right. So I, you know, I would prefer to, you know, at least as a, a, as a writer, I still have the option to become a recluse if I, if I want to do that in my later years. <laughs> Perfect. Well, and that might sell more books, right? Like recluse, recluse uh, authors sell more books. Right. They do. <laughs> That's true too. You gotta disappear to sell some books. <laughs> so um, I'm reading that you also like to write as well. So you're a writer as well on the topics of leadership, lifestyle design, and power of mentoring. Yeah, yeah, it's just everything we've been talking about today. I like writing about it. Yeah, I have my blog. It's at brianharrington.org, and yeah, I love writing about everything I'm thinking. Okay. Okay, so where, where you're involved in mobile technology. What is that exactly? That was, um, well, before while I was working at the bank, I also worked for an app company that we were helping. Because um, at my bank, I would help nonprofits and churches get loans to expand their building operations. So at the same time, mm-hmm. I was working for a company that would help um, churches and nonprofits start to kind of get a mobile app to talk with their customers. Oh, cool. oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that churches did that to get them over app to talk with the people. I didn't know that they were doing that. You'd be surprised. Okay. There's a lot of um there are actually a lot of um online you know how they do online 
um, psychology. There's a lot of online churches and stuff like that too. It seems like uh, it's becoming it's going to become easier and easier not to leave your house in the future. <laughs> That's what they said about the telephone too. <laughs> you know, I mean, they they have like yeah. online doctors, and you know, you 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 kind of like true. webcast with them and say, okay, I got this rash. What do you think this is? <laughs> you know, and they they tell you what to do. But you know, even with the online psychology, you know, you sit there on Skype and you tell this person what's wrong what's wrong with you. I mean, I I think it's kind of crazy because you never know if they're a real doctor or not, but. You know, you you do it, and you don't have to leave home to get anything anymore. Right. (laughs) It's a crazy time to be alive. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's a good time to become a reclusive writer, I guess. (laughs) Right. Which is weird. Okay, so um, you write about the power of mentoring. Do you mentor people who might want to do acting or producing? Yeah, definitely. I'm always always open to giving my opinion and, you know, helping other people that, you know, ask me. I don't do any kind of formal coaching. I'm not a not a life coach. I don't charge anyone for it. But, yeah, I definitely love talking about it, and I think everyone can benefit from, you know, asking people for advice that are kind of in the field they want to go into. Right. Oh, wow, that's okay. cool. It is, because um, I do life coaching. I do – I'm a holistic life coach, um, and it's uh, – it's like the third degree of mentoring to a sense, in a, in a sense. Um, because when you're coaching someone, you're trying to guide them to, you know, get to know themselves and to um, better themselves on their own terms, but with right. some guidance, and, you know what I'm saying? And so mentoring is kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, I think, it's, re- I think um, it's really important. Yeah, I think, I think that's really awesome that you do it for, um, you know, for free because there are a lot of people, you know, when you're starting out in a career, you don't really know much about what steps you need to take or, you know, like like we were saying, you know, shortcuts you might be able to to right. miss out on some, you know, some road bumps, and you you right. don't really have anybody that you can talk to that can give you that type of advice. Mm-hmm. I think that's very commendable that you do it for free. That means you really love to, um, you know, that that job. Mhm. Yeah. So, do you like? Um, I, I know you said you write films. So, how, like, were one of those films, um, that you did recently? Were was it yours? No, no, neither of those were mine. Um. Uh, Crying Jewels was written by the author's name is Shay Fontana, and uh, mm-hmm. she's awesome. Yeah, we got the script from her, and she writes uh, kind of kids um, kids cartoons. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's perfect. And this was the I think it was her I think it was the first feature of hers that we've done. So it was awesome. She came out to set and was watching it come to life. And um, yeah, she's been a great connection here in Hollywood. And yeah, it's been really cool. She also does. She uh, has written a comic book about um, for specifically for girls uh, called like DC Super Gals, I think. And yeah, so she goes to Comic Con all the time, and she's really awesome. Huge asset to Crying Jewels. Yeah, that's awesome. I I was watching something like that recently on um, YouTube, 
you know, where they were talking about the new uh, female superheroes and things that they have coming out. I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, though these shows might, I might start going to uh, Comic-Con and dressing up and everything because, you know, we before we didn't have, you know, the girls. We didn't have totally. as many cool totally. superheroes Do it. You know, as, well, as the guys and, have. And you both should work on getting a press pass when it comes to town. Say you're with the podcast and go do a live show from the from the show. That'd be awesome. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, that would idea. be fun. Yeah. That is fun. And we can do um, two different shows because we're she's in um, Jay's in Atlanta and I'm in Michigan. So oh, I know Comic Con yeah. comes here. Yeah. Yeah, Comic Con com- comes here too. I I'm not gonna lie. I will be I will be a character every time I sign in. <laughs> I'd be a different character. <laughs> I always I wanted to be um, Mystique. Yeah. I always wanted to be Mystique. I think I think I would start to show off as Mystique, and because she could change, like when you come back to me, I would be like Catwoman <laughs> or somebody else. <laughs> I, I I really do love. You know, I I think that it it's really good for young girls to to know, you know, the strength because you know they always show, especially nowadays they show. Women in in a weaker position. That's what's so cool about Crowning Jewels too. Is we have the two two twin girls in the leading role, and then we have uh, Christy Swanson in it too. So yeah, we definitely took that into account with with our second film. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Okay, so the film when did it like? Is it released where people can go see it? Not yet. So this one, yeah, Crowning Jewels. You can find it on Facebook. Crowning Jewels movie. Um, yeah, we'll release. Uh, all the details when it comes out there. But, yeah, not yet. We're in the final stages of editing. Okay. We, You know, we were going to uh, okay. tell everybody to go watch it. Um, but we'll yeah. definitely, you know, let us know when it releases because we'll definitely plug that. Totally. It sounds like yeah. some, you know, if, something uh, that will be good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if anyone wants to, they can go watch our first film, Rodeo Girl, on Netflix. And then, yeah, definitely. When Crowning Jewels comes out, I'll even try and, I'll even try and get the twins to come on the show and, yeah, they can talk about it, and they can give you their perspective on you know, being actors from Michigan and moving to L.A. and the movie and the whole deal. Yeah, it would be cool. Oh, we would love that. That would be nice. That would be nice, mm-hmm. yeah. That would be really awesome. Okay. Well, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show, Brian. Yeah, I've loved it. Thank you for having me. No can problem. Can you tell... Um, people where to reach you, you know, for your, the other services that you provide as far as, you know, if someone wanted to book you as a producer or, um, be, you know, for your mentoring, is there yeah, um, someone people can contact you? Yeah, so my website is brianharrington.org, B-R-I-A-N, brianharrington.org, and they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at brainharrington, little play on words, brainharrington. Um yeah, and then my two films, Rodeo Girl, is on Netflix, and Crowning Jewels will be coming out soon. But um, yeah, I'm super happy to be a part of your your network now, so I'll be a loyal listener of the podcast, and we'll love it. Thank you so much, and we I, I'm definitely looking forward to supporting your shows. Um, you know, I have a little girl, so I'm trying to get her to be a little bit more well-rounded, and you know, not do so many Barbies. So hopefully, I can get her into you know, the crown, the crowning jewels cartoons. Perfect. Yeah. 
That would be nice for her to watch it. I think it's going to be good. It's, uh, I'm looking at the cover now on his on his website with the two girls. Okay. Yeah, with the two young ladies. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that would be good for that for um, Taraji just to watch. Yeah, she okay, she's well, like super girly, Brian. She's super girly, <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to get some some <laughs> Spider Man or something in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, our one character right. is kind of a beauty pageant girl, and then our other one's kind of a tomboy, a little nerdish too. So she'll get both. She'll get both flavors in the movie. It'll be perfect. That's awesome. That's really That'll awesome. Work. Yeah. So she can pick and choose which one she wants to do. <laughs> mhm. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, Brian. Well, you are welcome back to the show, um, especially when you have some new things coming up with you or something that you want to talk about. You are always welcome back to the show. Just reach me by email, the Miss Reason Show email. And um, the Miss Reason Show is everything on everything social, so from Google Play to iTunes. Um, And this, you know, this show will will be um, archived so people can come back and listen to the show and listen to your interview. Perfect. Yeah, I'll send everyone here. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Okay. See ya. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.